said that last year. Have I ever lied before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. My audio levels are great. We are back in the saddle, Dane. Okay, how am I? Lower, higher, mic down, mic further no, away. I, I can't even see your mic. Your levels are coming in great. I've already okay. hit the record button. Oh, um, I've already hit the record button. <laughs> I've already hit the record button. <laughs> All right, uh, low budget Tay Diggs, go ahead. <laughs> man, uh, that's a compliment, by the way. Oh, thank you, buddy. Thank you, Just man. Kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. You'll never be as good as an actor as Tay Diggs. That's that's nah, messed up. Nah, I mess with you. Dang, man. do we call this episode ninety one? It's been like five months. Or do we start fresh? Oh like, man, no, no, we're ninety, we're ninety one, baby. So we got to give it episode ninety one. We got there. You, you go, episode ninety one of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. I am Deontay, F, joined by my ace, my guy, my best man, my best friend, my dude, Dang Beasley. Dang, we back, bro. We back. I'm a pinch myself just to make sure it's real i guess we are back man we are back in the thing how are you doing man how's it feel I'm, to be I'm, recording <sighs> with a microphone in front of you looking at me through a screen look look man all i can say is i'm gonna take it back to some my old roots you know we it's been a, it's been a minute so i'm gonna take it back i'm, I'm all in just like my huntsville uh high school t-shirt says i'm i'm all in i'm all in, all Shout out in. To the i don't know how you're doing <laughs> Uh, athletically or academically, but hopefully it's uh, pretty good. Hopefully it's doing as good as the DFW area is doing. But uh, hey, yeah, DFW, what South Oak Cliff, Duncanville, De- DeSoto, DeSoto, all headed, to all state. going to the state championship games yes, on Friday and Saturday. I'm I'm assuming, right? Yeah, uh, up in Jerry A few a few of those days, I'll be watching yeah. from afar. Yeah, <laughs> South Oak Cliff um, came back, back, or yeah, they're they're heading back after winning state last year. Uh, did Duncanville make it last? I know Desoto didn't make it last year. Don't remember about Duncanville. You know they've but, been so many times yeah. in the last five years. And, like, and Duncanville playing against North Shore, right? Uh, for the fourth time, in five <laughs> fourth years. time, and North Shore has beat them all <laughs> three hey, man, times. Hey, we ain't talking about that. We ain't right, talking about that. Right? It's, it's, it's a new year. Okay, okay. We're not going to start this Dallas-Houston beef, all right? <laughs> For the people that don't know, Dane and DeMondrick went to the uh, Duncanville-North Shore game with the crazy Hail Mary. You could just Google it, it on YouTube. Yeah, just it was, type in Duncanville-North Shore Hail Mary. Jaquindon Jackson drove the team down what was, was assumed to be the fourth quarter comeback. And, they, like, literally, it was already impossible for them to come back. Right before the right before their the Hail Mary play the one in the game, they got a false start, pushed him back. And everybody, you know, the lineman that falsely moved was, you know, going like, you know, beating his head and everybody's pepping him. Like, be all right, be all right. Didn't matter. Because it, the the fingernails and the, the the hair follicles of God himself allowed that to happen. Cause that the way Buddy came down, it was like no way that he was in, no way he caught it, but he came down. He, like we got video footage. Like probably look on the TV somewhere of the audience reaction. You can see Demar going like this, touchdown. You can see me going like this, and they showed a replay on that big screen TV, and we all looking. I'm like one of the craziest finishers in Texas high school football history, if not the craziest. Um, but yeah, the uh, state championship games in Texas are this upcoming weekend, and yeah, let's just let's just dive back into this thing, man. Um, last time. Dane and I recorded episode 90 back previously in on <laughs> previously on the duo. Um, 
what month was that? I think it was July. 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 I tell you, I, I think I can tell you for certain it was July because I didn't even have this computer. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, hey, you looking computer. you looking clear and crisp. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it could be the lighting. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It's probably all the fruit I've been eating today that, that might help. Oh uh, yeah, your it. skin is glowing, brother. No, you're looking, you're, you're looking man. good. <laughs> yeah, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate yeah, you. but you know, continue with your hosting. I'm sure you're about to get into what kept us away for so long. I'm, I'm sure. You, yeah. Well, if you I'm if sure you don't like to know, <laughs> yeah, we we left episode ninety with. Uh, me talking to us discussing that I got offered a position up here in the Northeast in New England. So that's where we are now, my wife and I. And Boy, I no re- <laughs> <laughs> don't nobody in the audience know where you work at. Yeah. We've relocated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dane, I'm, <laughs> you know, this and most of the people that follow us know that, yes, I accepted a job in the Northeast with a sports company. That will not be named. So um, small time sports company, sure. No yeah, just something up in the northeast with you know four letters. But um, yeah, we uh, packed up and moved from Texas, where I called home Let's for thirty one years. Yeah, um, first Prince of Bel Air style. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, it has been a crazy five months. Rewarding at this new job has been great being able to create a lot of content. If you follow me on any social media, you've probably seen a lot of the stuff that I've been able to do in such a short time. And it's been great. And, um, but I definitely missed this Dane being on, on this with you. And we got a lot of people that follow us more than I actually knew. So we appreciate everyone that's held in for the, for the long ride while we have been um, taking care of business on both ends, Dane, but how have you been, since uh, oh, since we last spoke, I mean, I talk to you almost every day anyway. Oh, yeah, but course. but the people that yeah. just follow us through our pod endeavors, you know, what I'm saying, man. So it's been great. Um, a few new uh, milestones have been reached uh, since then, since that very long time ago, back in July. Um, a few reasons. Deontay shared his rationale as to why he um, discontinued. We pre we. Temporarily discontinued all services, ceased and desisted all services. Um, but for me, at least, I didn't even have a computer, man. My computer was down. Uh, you know, you start to you start to spend money on stuff. Stuff just starts to break down. It's like, wait a minute, what about me? Wait a minute, what about me? You know, car, home money, more blah, problems. Blah, blah. Yeah, so had a ordered a new computer like back in I think June or maybe may and it took some time they had to build it in, in uh, middle earth all the finest and precious metals they had to put it together and all the you know, <laughs> micro, microchip shortage and all that stuff anyways had to get a new computer uh so that took some time so even if we wanted to record keep recording it probably wouldn't go happen because i didn't have anything to record on i mean i'd be on my phone and it probably wouldn't the quality would be horrible so there's that and I'm, this is building up i'm building up to the most you know important things um uh, Took some time to uh, get some career things taken care of. Um, more details about that later. Just, you know, learning some new skills so I can be better, the best version of myself, onboarded uh, some new employees that uh, I manage now, which has been very rewarding. Two very excellent people 
beautiful people, two beautiful souls and very, very intelligent and self-starters. Uh, so that's been the thing. Um, also, family's growing. Uh, a lot of people in, our, in my small circle know this already, but for those who don't know, uh, congratulations. Uh, you're a part of the family now. Um, we're not expecting one, but two, uh, two new Beasleys. My wife is pregnant with twins. Wife is pregnant with twins, and we're expecting a boy and a girl. So, been trying to get the house prepared. Uh, what a blessing, man! Moment. Yeah, yeah, man. Just the way everything fell, everything happened. It was just like, okay, this when, is when you told me that. I did not believe you. Was like, you. Oh, you I was, I that wasn't I was on. Like, that was after we recorded our last episode. Yeah. It, it, yeah. might been, it might have been right See, after I, we recorded the last episode. You, I was looking at you on camera yeah. and I had to bring Karina in. Yeah, so after we recorded episode 90 back in June, or excuse me, July, <laughs> Dane told me this this wonderful news yeah. and Dane plays so much, so many jokes on me. Y'all know if you listen to the pod <laughs> and if you know Dane and I, he plays jokes on me constantly. So when he told me this, I I didn't believe him. I literally grabbed Karina from the other room, brought her in here, and had him tell her because I'm like, he ain't gonna lie to her. Lie to you and your wife. Come yeah, on, man. He, he ain't gonna lie to her. Yeah, he ain't gonna lie. So he said the exact same thing, and it was like, oh, this is real. But I'm yeah, so happy man. for you and Nisi, bro, and um, not one but two bringing in yeah, to man. to join Lang Lang in there. But uh, yeah, happy for you, man. It's getting yeah, closer man. to that time too. It is. And that brings me to the third and final point of why we've been out. Or I've been tardy. I've been not showing up to, to the podcast work. Uh, I actually needed to move out of the previous room because that was the twins room. And now I'm in the officially in the office. I ain't got no doors or anything. So anybody knows anybody that installs French doors. Already got the frame. Already got the French doors. You know somebody <laughs> that's pretty handy with those uh, installations. Please let me know. Recommend it because I need to get that done because right now it's just an opening right there. And if you know anything about acoustics and sound, I don't. I'm assuming it makes be a little bit better for podcasting purposes if there is a, you know, four walls or enclosed situation uh, right. without, you know, an opening right there. So, yeah, that's been my life, man. Just learning just how great I am at following instructions, building dressers, building bookcases, uh, installing car seats, multiple car seats, you know, got to buy another car. So that's the whole thing. So it's, it's just been a, a very, very, very rewarding uh, time of year for us, but just very, very. Um, very fortunate. We have a lot of people with support around us and, and friends that we can talk to and just uh, do life with. So again, we're back. I'm glad to be back. Wouldn't have had it no other way. And I, the timing itself is just, it, everything just fell organically the way that it did. So again, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Um, Likewise, bro. Yeah. Glad happy, to to, happy to be here, man. And um if if you follow us, you know, you it's been a while and definitely re- thank you to all the people that, you know, reached out. And, you know, when we announced we were coming back, a lot of people yeah. were saying, yeah, about time. Thank you. I yeah. know. Thank you for like, the well, continued. Well, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't really know. But uh, yeah, just just life, you know, just life. And um, contract negotiations are difficult. These days. <laughs> For sure, man. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you uh, to my wife, of course. You know, again, I'm going to say it again on on wax uh, so she can hear if she happened to listen to this episode. You know, 
picking up and moving her entire life, basically uh, everything, our family and friends in Texas and moving up here to the East. Uh, definitely an adjustment. Um, so I'm thankful to her and I love her very much. Love you, Karina. Love you so much. And thank you for allowing me to follow my dream. And so it's been like real quick, Dave, before we get into the sports, so I'm going to talk about living Whoa. in the East Coast. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Living yeah, on the, the East yeah, Coast, my bad, my bad. Whew, mucho frio, frio one. It's we've ha- we're having literally as I'm recording, as Dane and I are recording this, it is about four inches of snow outside. Uh, it's been snowing since about about one ish, and it hasn't stopped, and it's not supposed to stop until about one a.m. So, uh, and I am scheduled to go to work tomorrow. And twenty minute drive. Oh, so it's like the movies. You got to go shovel your, uh, shovel your like driveway out. Driveway, uh, sidewalk. Like where I live, there in our neighborhood, there's a like a rule. Like you have to shovel your sidewalk in front of your home for like the disabled people that you know are wheelchairs uh, and that kind of that kind of thing. Um, so I have to do that. Um, have to keep my um, make sure to keep my um windshield wipers up so they don't get frozen and stuck to your car oh, man so we got two shovels already got uh uh snow like pusher snow broom that's what they call it snow broom um ice pick uh Dang. but yeah that this is the first snow of the it's not even winter yet it's fall still it's normal this time of year I mean, everything yeah. because, you know, global warming and stuff. But yeah, this is this normal. Is- but I, I was expecting snow earlier. So um, hopefully it'll be somewhat decent. They treat the roads here, obviously, better than they do in Texas because they get snow more. Um, so in it'll Texas, be interesting to drive. <laughs> yeah. To drive to work in the morning. Um, but another thing, <laughs> I never thought I'd say that ever in my life. Like, <laughs> how old am I? My What'd you say? I missed it. <laughs> I said good tax dollars in use. Oh yeah, like, I never, never, never in my life thought. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Okay. Proceed, brother. Proceed, spec- my igloo. <laughs> and another igloo, thing, brother. East Coast thing that I would never adjust to with daylight ta- daylight savings time ending ending. Beginning, I don't always get them confused. Anyway, daylight things. saving time changing. Time changing. It gets dark here at four thirty p.m., which means it's three thirty in what? tech, bro. I didn't tell you this. No, I'm, look, I'm glad that you're telling me in front of you know on 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 wax the, on That's wax. Crazy. The sun goes down at four. Let me let me let me. See, show you. Or I'm gonna go on my phone and see what see what yeah, time. Tell you on go on your little watch. I know in mine's little face it tells me the sun went down at this time. That's crazy. Oh, why are you doing that? I just now got that Zencast invite, bro. Crazy. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm gonna start. Yeah, I'm gonna start sending it's not it. Your fault. It's just the cloud. So I did whatever. it. I did it manually this time. I just grabbed the link and just emailed it to you since having yeah, them doing. I saw that. I was like, yeah. I was wondering when it was going to get here, and I got that blue. I was like, ain't Sunset, no way that's what that is. Sunset, 4.20 p.m. <laughs> wow. So. You better be home when them lights come on. Like, <laughs> Just imagine. Like, I think the kids the kids get out of school here around 2. But, like. Oh, that's nice. Still, just that's imagine, bro, growing up, and the sun is going down at 4.20. Like. That's not that, that's that, a normal for kids over there. Like that's to consider that being a normal is weird. 
it's you know, not legal. normal. And so people, like a lot of people that have lived there for a long time is like, yeah, bro, it sucks. Like you just got to get used to it. I'm like, no, I am never getting used to that. Wow. So whatever law that they're supposed to change or trying to change about daylight savings time. I'm, oh, I hit that on the accident. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's that's kind of scary. That's, scary. <laughs> that's a little scary. Whatever the uh, daylight saving <laughs> zone or law that they're talking about, I need it to not be that. 420. Some form I, of legislation. I get make way. I'm driving home at dark, at dark, at night. And it's like, it's not right, bro. Oh, I, I would I'm never scared. adjust that. Nah, I ain't scared. Yeah, I'm just. Light, light up in the car. I might be a little scared. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 that old school seventies or eighties uh low tone they play when the killer's right behind the person and they turn around, they're like hiding behind like a, a grandfather. We've been discussing the notion that all creatures whatsoever, not to mention all people, feel themselves in the middle. Caught up on life. Like, I think they came here for the sports and stuff. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Did yeah. they? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, obviously, we our last episode was in July. We weren't able to put in our usual like NFL predictions and things of that nature. Oh, so we're hopping. We all thought it was going to go. Yeah. Oh, how about <laughs> those Broncos? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to say that since July, bro. For five months. No, no. The real talk, though. I there was a, an entire episode. I think what back in March, maybe, maybe April. I can't remember. We had an entire episode where, like, the first thirty minutes, where you were so excited and <laughs> no. so you were like a new. I've never seen this version of you of being so excited. I've seen that version of you since like the Mavs won. You know, won the NBA title. I haven't seen or that when we or when we won the Super Bowl Broncos that, that too, but you were so excited and I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, I got to sit through this and then he has old. And by the way, I intentionally waited. I'm still every single week I've looked for this jersey because I want to I want to intentionally send you this Russell Wilson jersey. Oh my god, I forgot been, about the jersey. He's been sucking booty juice for so long. I've been like, okay, let me get this jersey, and they still, of course, not available. And that's, oh. that's like the most common size in like all of the universe so it's never going to be available anyways yeah, I'm like, man is it available today is it available i want to send this to him so he doesn't change his mind i want him to eat this entire jersey just having to wear it every day remind him man my team sucks so bad because of this well not because of this guy but definitely doesn't help the, the broncos mm. okay let me just say this i was wrong obviously <laughs> <Booty juice. laughs> i don't think i could have predicted I don't think Nobody. anybody could have predicted this, right? Nobody. You get Russell Wilson, of, yeah, Super Bowl yeah. winner, All Pro quarterback, coming in 
to the Denver Broncos, loaded with talent, all-star defense, and mind you, our defense is still top five. Which is with crazy. a 3-10 record. So put that in perspective, how bad the Denver Broncos have been this year. Scoring you know what? I have the stats toilet. right in front of me, bro, because I, I knew we were going to talk about the Broncos. Um, <laughs> well, we dropped a little bit today because we played the, the freaking Chiefs. But we I are... We game against them. Granted, yeah, started yeah. Um, Let's see. Total yards. Our defense is... Load up the stats. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seventh in total defense yards per game. Uh, coming into the, today, we were third. But, you know, arguably the top 10 defense, um, and we have a 3-10 and 10 record, right? We picked off Patrick Mahomes three times today. Like, the defense probably played one of their better games. Uh, well, points-wise, no, but getting turnovers, giving the offense opportunity to – put points on the board and they did yeah um but overall like when i've watched russell wilson especially earlier in the season man because a lot of people have been commenting that he's washed and (laughs) cooked cooked (laughs) and there have been it's like 80 percent of the games where i've watched where the play is right there for him to make and he's not making it whether it's a wide open receiver across the middle Taking off and running with it when you had like today he took off and ran with it more than he's had or has been since he's you know been in Denver. Um, he did been. go out in the third quarter uh, with that concussion, tough hit there, but he was making plays with his legs a lot more than I've seen this year. And um, there was a lot of talk about him being injured, which I don't want to cape for him having an excuse for that. Put, I mean, put that cape on D. Put that cape on. I, I'm not. I'm not going to cape. I'm just going to say. I mean, I feel like it has had an impact, but the mental aspect mm-hmm. of it, being able to make plays with your arm as far as the decision-making, like seeing mm-hmm. a receiver wide open and actually throwing him the ball. There were times where he was holding the ball too much, which was a big concern for him coming into right. uh, to Denver Taking from Seattle because he always takes a lot of sacks. But, mm-hmm. man, it, it's it's been a disappointment. Um, Nathaniel Hackett has got to go. Yeah, that boy. Gotta go. We seen from from week one, bro, where he was making uh I don't I wouldn't even say Madden. It was worse than Madden like decisions. Like we can we can manage the clock in Madden, right? Like this dude yeah. was letting clock he had to hire Quality a clock control person. clock <laughs> management coach to help him. So he's I feel like he's in over his head at this point. It's three and ten. Four games left. Why fire him now? Just, you know, let the season ride out, the rest of it. so to speak, That's um, right. and look forward to next season. But right now, we have three wins, and we have the second pick, which we gave to Seattle. So that's that's not that's not good. We got a first-round pick back by trading Bradley Chubb, but right. not ideal, man. Not ideal. Yeah. What, what, what do you see from, from Denver, from the games that you happen man, to I, see? No, or I've highlight there. Of, I've watched plenty of games, plenty of footage. Like, <laughs> you know why you had to watch plenty of games? Because they had us on prime time for like five straight weeks. Yeah, torture. <laughs> they was like, you know, what we gonna piss a lot of people off. We gonna put these. We gonna put this trash. They on just TV. they just flexed us out this week for yeah, the first time, like, bro. They really. I don't know who. What deal did y'all do? Russ did with 
whoever's in charge of doing all that stuff. I'm like, bro, they really thought, I guess the NFL kind of thought, you know, this is for sure. And Russ is going to cook. And they, they put, I was like, bro, another primetime game. Cause I remember in like a 10 day span, we was watching y'all at seven o'clock, at least two or three times. I was like, bro, this is at this point, it's, it's intentional. And at this point it became so bad. Like you, you know you're going to be trending in the wrong way. Like, embarrassment is going to be a meme. It's going to be something yeah, that happens during the game. Ooh, Somebody tweets about it. And, you know, <sighs> this is, it is. Like, I can't I can't imagine how you feel. I know how I felt when I seen, uh, what's his face, old buddy? He pulled up on him was it a few games ago. Oh, Mike Purcell. And, yeah, bruh. I was like, bro. I mean, the crazy thing is Russ didn't even flinch. Like, he almost knew it was coming eventually. Like, man, it took y'all this line and it took y'all this line and, you know, come and put me in my place. <laughs> but I was like, dog, that's so awkward. But that's not happening to my team. But, I mean, I think y'all put it together. Just It's just going to take a minute. Hopefully he heals up and they rest him, do what they need to do to make sure they don't put him back out there yeah. before he's ready to yeah. be back out he, there. Yeah, but, he went out with a concussion today. I mean, like, I know he's going to want to play, but – I yeah, want to shove him sit, for four games. At least a few games. I mean, it might just do him better to sit the rest of the season, but I don't know. But that price tag, buddy. I don't have Our, that We've lost what, like, yeah, when we've lost like, to go back to like the injury aspect of it, we're probably the most injured team, like a, most players on IR. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like half the offensive line is out. We lost Tim Patrick before the season started. Didn't have Cortland Sutton. Um, lost Javante Williams. Uh, so that has been a factor, but not this bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man, not this bad. The offense has been anemic before today. 28 points today was a more than a surprise. I think we're mm-hmm. averaging like 16 a game, which is. They were saying a stat like the O and sixteen, the year the O and sixteen Browns happened, mm-hmm. they averaged more points than the Broncos did, which is an embarrassment. But yeah, man, it was. Uh, I, I keep thinking about that that video I made when he got traded. I was very excited. <laughs> I was very happy, very happy, and uh, this is where we are, Dane. This is where we are. Oh my gosh. Um, look, man, I'm just glad to be back. Not so much that you can have the open space to talk about the state of your mental health because of your team and how booty juice they are, but I'm 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 glad that you're finally speaking out, man. I'm glad you just finally it helps. Out to- I know we've talked about this in you know in private plenty of times, but to hear the people to hear what's going on with your team and how just horrible they are, it's you know. It's, it's like it's, a this is this pod is like a therapy session, bro. I haven't really, really had a chance to <laughs> let all my emotions and feelings, but Daniel Hackett like just got free. to go. <laughs> just got to go. Uh, yeah. yeah, Broncos are in disarray. I was wrong. I was very, very wrong. <laughs> I said a thousand times more. Um, I made a terrible miscalculation. <laughs> I, I made a terrible mistake. That's the entire Broncos front office. But yeah. who knows? Maybe he bounces back next year. But hell no. Uh, <laughs> no, there's hope. Not much, but there is hope. There is hope. There how is about you? How, how about your Cowboys, man? What, what What are you thinking? Your guys are sitting what nine and three right now? Ten. 
Ten and three. Excuse me. After today's close victory over the Houston yeah. Texans. So if you you see this see this helmet on my desk, it means I'm I'm satisfied with how they did. Okay, I'm taking it off and putting it away because I'm not satisfied with the way that game played out. Now you get to see the the Batmobile back there, brought to you by Langston Beasley. He put that up there, so I was like, I'll keep it there. Um, you playing the worst team in the NFL by a large margin. And you win the way that you did by way of a fourth quarter comeback. Defense balling. Dak Prescott, he he looks. You saw this coming. You had tweet. You, yeah, I, we were talking I, I about tell it you before. Guys every week about the stat line. I tell you, the games in which you should start them for fantasy football. You're going to get a lot of production, but you're also going to get at least two or three turnovers every game. It's going to happen. And I, but I was very very intentional. I screen captured right after I sent it to you guys. I was like, look, I wouldn't be surprised if by halftime Dak Prescott has two turnovers and we're within a one possession game. Obviously, I was wrong. He only had one turnover, but we were losing uh, one possession game. And of course, by the end of the game, he had thrown one of the dumbest interceptions I've ever seen in my life. And I don't know what's going on with that kid, but he better be grateful of one thing that defense is as elite as they are because they saved his behind so many times. Um, there are a few beat writers that I follow that, you know, say they're not worried about the the first half, the way they played, you know, the bad pick and the fumble by a punt returner. It's like, oh, this, you know, that's that's little stuff. I'm like, okay. In my head, I was like, okay. Okay. And again, the week what happened last week when we were playing the Colts, the 33 point or powering points they scored in the fourth quarter, third or fourth quarter, that's an anomaly. That's not that can't be replicated. Week in and week out, that's just not possible. So I guess the expectation they have for the offense to do some miraculous thing, I don't know. Anyways, I'm not satisfied with the way they won. You're supposed to beat teams like that, but you're supposed to beat the mess out of them, which they did not. They had to. It's a one possession dub, and of course, I could be glad that they finally, you know, first back to back ten win season since what the '90s. I want to say since like the '90s, so I'm I'm glad about that, but that doesn't say much, especially when you it's an, it's an increase of games than there was back then. So I don't know. I think we'll be uh, round one or round two exit. Um, just be just because the offense is just it's not doing, and I say offense lightly. Quarterback and receivers aren't doing what they need to. They, they're not doing enough to get it done. And there's if you, if you can't put a team out of their misery early on like that, there's no way you're going to get past a 49ers team. There's no way you're going to get past an Eagles team. There's no way that you make a long, you know, a long deep run into the playoffs playing like that because it's not happening. Yeah. yeah, there, there's a fine line between, you know, they always say a win is a win, a dub is a mm-hmm. dub, which obviously is true. Ultimately, it's true. Mm-hmm. But when you're in week 14. And it's still um, inconsistent. So, yeah, um, and you're making that record doesn't mean anything to me, man. Like, yeah, you and you gotta go all the time. And you always say, like, "Oh, you you be a little too tough." I'm like, "Nah, bro, I'm a I'm a seasoned vet in this game. My expectations are right where they need to be. This team just." Um, well, I will say this: I would love to be in your shoes right now with your team compared to mine and where we sit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 I can see that. I, I can yeah. do that. I but do that. I, I hear what you're saying also, go, having to go 98 yards to beat a team that's won one game all season. Yeah, like, <laughs> bro, bro, like, 
Yeah. There's nothing to beat your chest about. Like, and I bet not. I'm sure that's gonna happen. Dudes beating their chest and like, oh, bro, we did. I mean, defense. Yeah, defense can they can be that because they had some really tough short yardage situations, multiple fourth and short stops, like in the red zone. Like, so shout out to them. Anybody on offense, y'all bet y'all ain't got nothing to say to nobody. Y'all better not be up in the media or rah 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 none of that because what you put out there for everybody to watch and played their hard on them and see was was boo boo was booty juice. It, it was it was bad. It was real bad. Like, yeah, yeah. Right now, you guys are sitting in the fifty, which is so crazy because the Eagles have done so well, and y'all are in the same division. So they, you know, the top four teams. If you guys don't know, the top four teams, uh, division winners get the top four seeds in the playoffs. With seventeen getting in the playoffs, so. Um, the Eagles lead the NFC East and the NFC with a twelve-one record, so they're the one seed right now. Um, Dallas sitting at 10 and three with the fifth seed right now. Of course, those nasty Tampa Bay Buccaneers who Ugh. just lost the to, the, South, right? to the Niners. Yeah, NFC South, yeah, that, they're that, leading six that and seven. Is garbage. I just yeah. watched Tom Brady get his teeth kicked in. Yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't just him, but he, bruh, is he cooked? Like, we, can we, I know we've probably been waiting to have this conversation for a decade now, but I, is, I think he might be cooked. Okay, every time this conversation comes up, not necessarily with me and you, but the media and people in general, he does some weird voodoo time trick where he goes back five years and plays well. But I'm here to say, Dane, the man's cooked. You <laughs> <laughs> might be, man. But Brady's I done. Got, I've been waiting for this day for, for years. A long time. He robbed us Get of so out much here. Get out of here, Tom. I don't know. I I, I want to wait until they're like, and it's hard to say because that division is so bad. Like I would love to say once they're yeah. mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, yeah. but they're they're going to be in that, it for the to week eighteen. That division um, is so ass. Like it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, let me. I'm going to look at that division. Um, yeah, so you got. The Bucks Bro. leading it right now at six and seven. Carolina, who just beat Seattle in Seattle today, makes it five or makes it to five and eight. They're the second in the division. Falcons are five and eight, and then the Saints are four and nine. Yeah, so with four mm-hmm. games left, uh, that's probably going down to week eighteen. Um, but you, Dan, you know what team that I've enjoyed watching the last four or five weeks, and it's guess. due AFC to NFC. NFC team. I think you'll the guess Eagles. it. No, I mean, Woo. I mean, I, I'm I'm impressed. Not to say I'm not impressed by the Eagles. They've been extremely well and dominant this season, but a surprising team, should I say? Mm. And they're fun to watch. Mm. That's a key. Mm. That's a that's a clue. Fun to watch. Mm. No, nah, I don't. I don't have a from Hard Knocks. Detroit Lions. Oh. Eh. Eh. I knew you. Eh. I knew you wouldn't have been impressed. Eh. Eh. Uh, oh, oh, what's I'm, I'm glad you see. Uh, um, old buddy from Alabama, James Williams. James Williams. Yeah, Williams. I knew you were gonna say uh, him. Hope, hopefully, nobody else uh, requested him. I picked him up on um, fantasy wire. So I saw. I was like, man, he's back already. Like, dang. Yeah, I hope oh I don't God. play you in the playoff. Some of me? Yeah, I know I'm making it. I hope I don't. <laughs> you scared? No, I ain't scared. But 
yeah, Let me Detroit check. Lions have, real quick. have played well. Um, yeah, my twelve points last time I checked. Who you are? Yeah, keep uh, keep going, brother. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, Detroit has played well. I think they won four of the last five and fighting for mm. one of those last spots in the NFC. Dane, do you think all four teams in the NFC East are going to make the playoffs? I think it's a very strong possibility for at least three to have for, for three. At the worst case or best case scenario, two of them are going to make it. Three of them might make it. It all just depends on how competent the Giants and well, the Giants just took an L to the Eagles today. So maybe how competent the commandos <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it, yeah. Well, Seattle play, just fell out. The Giants play the Eagles again, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Where it sits Real right soon. now, every team in the NFC East is in the playoffs. So uh, Eagles are the one seed. Cowboys are the fifth seed. Commanders are the sixth seed. Giants are the seventh seed. Seahawks are on the outskirts looking in, as well as the Lions, Packers. Panthers. So it'll probably be out of the, the Seahawks, Lions, and Giants and Commanders for those last two spots. That's I don't see gross, the Packers bro. coming up. Um, in the AFC right now, we got the Bills, the one seed, Chiefs, the two seed, Ravens, the three seed, Titans that look nasty today, four seed, uh, Bengals, the fifth seed, Dolphins, who just fell or about to lose to the Chargers right now. Um, as the sixth seed, and then the mm. Jets at the seventh seed. The Patriots yes. and Chargers looking in, but the Chargers will probably drop up to the, the playoff picture. Um, right now, man, I have and, sw- and flipping to the MVP race. I got I got Hurts yeah, leading the hurts, way it's easily. MVP to lose. It, it's his to lose. Yeah, I don't see anybody else doing anything to move the needle. Um, yeah. He, what he's done uh, can't even can't you even fa- you can't, yeah can't, you can't knock it at all right. in his game like he's dude has been which is which is crazy uh, to think about because coming into this season um, he people thought of him as talented right but there were still questions about if yeah. he was a QB one worthy like I heard yeah. a lot about he whether took, he, he could lead the, the team year. yeah. That yeah, much needed a, leap that they wanted. Of, I didn't have any type of um, thoughts about him being a leader because I hit the leadership abilities. You, they were there. Count, he's accountable. He's vocal. They they listen to dude. But I just I needed to see it on the field. And after the first three or four games, like yeah, people need to stop. Especially Cowboy fans. That more than anything, they like to think that we run stuff just because of you know we're always on TV and all this stuff. I'm like those dudes are real deal. Now, granted, it's still gonna be a, a a nice little fight when we play them again. Um, but he still he needs to people need to recognize he needs to be accounted for because his ability, like he can be so much more dangerous than what he is because we're seeing just a, a reserve shell of himself just for the sake of he wants to be a better passer. But if he was more aggressive on the run, he'd be tearing teams up even far more than what he's doing right now. But that's his MVP to lose. If I if I if if I'm a betting man, that's his MVP to lose. I agree, man. Like, um, and in that Nick Sirianni offense and the way they kind of play to his strengths, a yeah. lot of the times you see him just they just letting him. I, what I think 
he broke a couple of records. Didn't he break the record for most rushing yards for a quarterback in a game? Bro, I know that. I want to say he did that. Like the first team in like a long time, or the first team in general to have like 200 or 300 rush yards in one game. And then the following game, they have like 200, 300 passing yards, which hadn't been done before. Or they're the first team to do it almost like. I've seen that a lot. Offense is balanced. Yeah. The defense is the freaking strength of their team, though. Like, that's the crazy thing. Like, they got some dogs yeah. out there, man. They they yeah. got some horses out there, man. So, yeah, I don't and know. it it's great to see like when teams play to their quarterback strength, like right. with Hurts. Uh, finally, you see it in Chicago, even though they're not the records not showing it, but with Justin Fields, um, I don't know. What what school did he go to? You will know. You will know soon. <laughs> like, you will know soon. <laughs> with uh, no, with Justin Fields, uh, I guess you could say Josh Allen letting him do what he does, running out there, yeah. right? Um, it's kind of good to see that and feel like you'll see it more, especially with those guys that are coming out uh, in the mobile, draft, man. right? Bryce Young, Big, CJ Stroud, strong, mobile, strong arms, yeah. and can command an offense. Caleb Williams we, eventually when he comes man. in a few years. So Denver, you paying attention? <laughs> Caleb Williams. <laughs> Y'all better can, can we next can year. we get Denver? Because that's the only we, way it's happening. Can we get he, can we get Caleb Williams? Yeah, Dane, you, you mentioned your Ohio State Buckeyes, and uh, by way of, I don't know what if you say, fate, destiny, luck, somehow, some way, the Ohio State University is the fourth seed in the college football playoff. They will take on number one seed, Georgia. Other two teams, Michigan and TCU, will face off in the final four. <sighs> How you feeling, man? man? Because <laughs> A madman once said, Deontay. You could not live with your own failure. <laughs> <laughs> what did that bring you? <laughs> back to me? <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my homies, my close friends, uh, Solomon, he's a he's a Georgia Bulldogs fan. We've had great in-depth conversations. I even had the pleasure of ignoring his phone call after we lost uh, to Michigan some weeks ago. And then I had the pleasure of ignoring his call again when he called me uh, after the um, – the playoff, you know, matchups were released with my Buckeyes playing his dogs. And I told him when I eventually called him back, he's obviously trolling me. I'll say, hey, look, man, I'm going to say the same thing I said before. There isn't a single team outside of probably Bama consistently that can match up with y'all drive for drive, point for point. It's not happening. There isn't a team that can match on both sides of the ball. However, don't count us out. 
Okay, we gonna we gonna ball. We got a lot to make up for. We got embarrassed. No, we got embarrassed by Michigan, and they weren't even at full strength when they smacked us up and down the field that day. Man, but no, you thought it was you team. thought it was over then, huh, bro? Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> in my head, I and I told you guys like we didn't deserve, we did not deserve to be, and I say we very lightly because I'm not part of the team, obviously, but that's the the team that I, you know, that's the team that I'm. Those my those my boys. We didn't deserve to be in the playoffs based on how they embarrassed us like that at home. So the you know secondary has a lot. They don't got nothing to lose <laughs> anymore because of how bad they play. But we're gonna get tested in them trenches. We are gonna get tested because Georgia's offense they got some certified dogs. Like as good as their defense was last year. I'd say the offense is just as good, and the defense is still great. They still have multiple top fifteen guys on the or multiple top fifteen picks on their defense. Um, but anywho, I you know I, I I still think Georgia is Georgia's game. Um, you now we still going to show up. I'm still going to watch the game. Still going to root and hope my Buckeyes win. But I'm, I'm I'm a realist. I ain't no scrub out here lying to myself saying we can win. But I'm a realist. If I can tell a lot by the first few drives. Like after the first five or six drives, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's curtains. <laughs> Pack it up. We're gonna have a good look. We're gonna have a good uh, rest of the year. Let the backups get some PT, and we're gonna try to re- you know bring this thing back next year. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But I'm I'm very happy with what TCU was able to do. Um, granted, they the lost can and shout out to Kansas State like. Dude, your brother's gonna love when we yeah, say this, yeah. but Deuce Vaughn, um, obviously, Dane, you know, I'm, I mentioned Baylor a lot, but having to deal with Deuce yeah. Vaughn for four years, I am incredibly glad that he is <laughs> heading to the NFL. And yes, he's going to the NFL. Uh, yeah. if you don't know who Deuce Vaughn is, think Darren Sproles mixed with Doug second, Martin, probably second or third uh, round. He's he's going. He's yeah. his style of play is where offenses are headed. This where where offenses have been headed for a number of years, and he yeah. he fits that. Like he yeah. he is that. He is him. He, <laughs> he, he, Deuce Hemothy, uh, he is thereby <laughs> known as. But uh, yeah, Kansas State with a big big time win in the Big Twelve Championship game against CCU. But uh, Max Duggan, bro, um, let me and then the redheaded one being able to. Watch the Heisman Trophy ceremony over the uh, over the weekend <laughs> and seeing all the ceremony or excuse me, all the stories like of all the players and stuff and where they come mm-hmm. from. Max Duggan has an incredible story um, about, you know, he came up and he got he got I think I mentioned he got benched. His dad was the coach of his yeah. high school team and he got benched for someone else, which who. Who heard? Who's ever bro. hearing that? Your dad's the coach, and your dad benches you, which kind of shows me like he learned humility early. Man, but got to. Um, he had <laughs> heart. I remember him having that heart surgery mm-hmm. last year. Some I want to say um, year or two. But <laughs> he has played incredible for TCU. Without without him, obviously they wouldn't be there. Same with Caleb Williams, who won the Heisman. Um, they didn't make the playoff, but I thought that was a really oh. cool joke. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, Dane. The part of his speech. Oh yeah, uh, he acknowledged that you know he you know essentially he'd rather trade places with them because they're all in all yeah everybody who the runner ups for the Heisman. But you know he he can say that because he knows that he 
he has a few, not a few more. Another he's year. After, yeah. He's probably leaving after next year. But yeah. he can say that with confidence because he's got another shot at, you know, making a run from next year. Yeah. But to your point, yeah. Very, he, uh, very sharp dude, man. Yeah. Like, Caleb, I think Caleb, like, I would have voted probably Caleb one, Duggan two, and uh, CJ three. But <laughs> I, 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 you probably won't agree with that. But each of them, I know for sure I saw big time Heisman. And I didn't watch Ohio State as much as you did. So I know you probably seen some Heisman moments. But I've yeah. seen like maybe three or four Heisman moments. Like, you know how they always have that moment in that a game play. at play. play. Yeah. I say Duggan had about four. And I seen Caleb had about five or six that I watched live, and it's incredible to. Uh, I think Caleb kind of deserved it, um, and it'll excite be exciting to see the college football playoff. We'll make our predictions on that down the road, but and and talk about some bowl games because freaking Baylor, bro, six and six, mm. <laughs> disappointing coming off that sugar bowl victory. Therapy, my brother. No, nah, we'll talk about it next time. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta catch this uh, next week. I got you, but Dane, I'm glad this particular story happened because when Deion Sanders got hired at Jackson State, we had an episode where we talked about it being great for HBCUs, um, him having an impact, um, and I think we also questioned how long he was going to be there. Right. And I dropped a little content last week called Monday Morning Coffee, where I talked for like a minute or so about Dion and who Dion was as a player. And thank you, brother. Uh, Dion was as a player where he didn't really stay. Like, if you look at his career in the NFL Mm -hmm. um, and his career post NFL, he doesn't stay in places very long. He makes his impact. Gets there, makes his impact. Um, and so I'll ask you this. What's that? Deion Sanders going to Colorado and leaving Jackson State after three seasons, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Hmm. I think it's a, a thing of perspective. There's a plenty of layers that we have to address here. Plenty, plenty of layers that I would like to address here. I don't have a dog in the fight, uh, but being a sports fan and, and with Dion being the icon that he was and is, it goes to say that there's a, a number of ways you can look at it. Um, I myself did not, I'm not an HBCU grad. I have plenty of, you know, uh, friends, um, family that HBCU. So they might have more context. So they might have more, uh, I guess, on the line about this conversation than I would. But for the sake of me being the voice of such, of, of such thoughts and perspectives, I think it's a good, good thing for college football. Um, college football is much better with Deion Sanders. College football players are much better with the impact of Deion Sanders. The machine itself, because we know it's, uh, let's just be real, uh, better quality games, more people to watch then. More people to watch it, it gives you more exposure, more exposure, more fandom, more fandom, more money, more revenue. So I think it's good. I think it's good for everybody involved where the concern or the conversation comes in play is what that then now does to a Jackson State um, who is, you know, is an HBCU entity. And that's a conversation that, you know, unfortunately, I can't I can't say the right things for that. Um, 
I don't know what that means for their program moving forward, but what I do know is that Dion definitely left his mark. Um, I think anytime you think about someone in putting their actions to their words, you have to think about just the sacrifices that he may have made or the things that he may have done, uh, the promises that he may have fulfilled, um, and the, the words that he may have kept. You have to think about that and before we jump to conclusions and say this bad thing about this or this and that. And again, I don't know Dion. I don't know what his intentions are or what they were, but I do know that college football and college football players, they're much better with him around than they're, you know, than they are with him not. So I, I look forward to what he's able to do with the program over there in Colorado. It just seems like he's already making immediate impact with recruits. Man, so isn't he? One of the, those, I think he was a, he, I saw a return highlight, buddy returning a, a kick return. I've that kind of speed for a high schooler, ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Like buddy ran like a four three or something. Like it looked like, it, yeah. So immediate impact already. So I'm I'm curious to see how it goes, and I'm hoping nothing but the best because, like I said, college football is much better with with Dion than without. So. I'm all for it. What about you, man? What you, I mean, I already got most of your thoughts, you know, when you were having your cup of your, was it coffee you were drinking the tea? Cup coffee. Okay. What's your, what's your cup of coffee? You know, I heard what you had to say about it, but I'm curious, like, um, yeah, the impact, you know, yeah. the impact and, that he might have, especially look, when you look, have you looked at the schedule for next year and the year after? Uh, I know they played <laughs> TCU first. <laughs> yeah. Look and the then they play the they play Matt Rule second <laughs> Nebraska. I haven't yeah, looked look at the rest of their schedule. Yeah, look at do yourself a favor. Anybody listening, look at that uh, Colorado schedule. The second half of that 2023-24 schedule and the 2024-25 schedule. Hold on, they ain't gonna make me look. The, yeah, look at the back end of them schedules. Uh, it's it's going to be very interesting this time next year. Thinking about okay, impact Dion's impact on the program because you know it. It's going to take some time to turn programs around like that, especially ones like that that that, that are not familiar yeah. with the form of success or putting together multiple wins or an excessive amount of wins. He's got a tough road ahead of him, but I think he's down for the task. The, they won one game this year, right, Colorado? So if you win two? Two, uh, you double the wins, <laughs> literally. But that's a win. I, I think I, I'll say this. What's that? About expectations for Colorado. They're, they're going to a bowl game next year under Dion, in my opinion. The amount of talent that I see coming from all these different places to come play with this dude. And hmm. we're this is December 11th, December 12th, when this episode comes out. I think this will be a playoff, or excuse me, playoff. Bowl team, six wins next year. Hmm. Um, and to go back to the impact he made at Jackson State, like you, Dane, I did not go to HBCU, but I do see some of the comments of people that like there are a lot of people sitting on both sides of the fence. Like yeah, man. even people that are, you know, in the HBCU community went to HBCU or saying calling him, you know, a sellout. Yeah. Um, I can't go that far because Dion's impact on Jackson State to me from what I've seen from afar, uh, bringing the, not to say that they were down in despair, but bringing a shine to HBCUs, like I mentioned in the Monday morning coffee uh, Mm -hmm. clip that I did, college game day came to HBCU or came to Jackson, Mississippi for the first time ever. 
I just think Dion, it's always been who Dion is, is like making impacts for a short period of time. Um, And I think he did the same with Jackson State. Now, it will be interesting to see how Jackson State is afterwards. I don't know if he'll, the impact that we initially thought for the entire HBCU, because I think we had talked about like more five stars going to HBCUs, like with Travis Hunter going there. Right. He's going to come to Colorado, ain't it? That's what I'm thinking. I don't know if we'll see that kind of pop off as we thought initially with Dion making that change. Uh, but he has made an impact as far as um, with the Colorado staff already bringing in right. uh, black coaches to, to that staff. Heavy hitters. Um, yeah, man. So it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. And I'm going to pull the schedule back up, Dane. Um, <laughs> next year they play at TCU because TC play at Colorado this year. They play against Matt Rule um, in their second game. That'll be good. Colorado State, our guy Craig. Craig. <laughs> they play them week three, and then the Pac-12 schedule begins. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a tough row. I did say mm. six wins, didn't I? <laughs> mm. uh, they coming from somewhere. I'm, I'm gonna stick to that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stick to that. Um, but yeah. Dion, this particular article from the four letters says, uh, part politician, part preacher, part pitchman. Dion Sanders fired <laughs> up a crowd of alumni boosters, former players, and other VIPs celebrating his hire. Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. I give them six wins, Dane. How many you give them? Only up. They can only go up. They yeah. They- We'll revisit this conversation in the very near future. Let it be known. Dane Beasley said it can only go up from here. Go up from here. Yeah. And we had mentioned, Dane, the 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 transfers that Colorado has had um, and the transfer portal as a whole has been crazy. Beautiful. They added Beautiful. the rule, the window rule to where um, players can put their names in the portal during this window during the uh, bowl season, which ends, I think in January. So from now or from December 5th until January, they can put their name into the portal. Then there's another window during the spring. Uh, And more than last year, 3000 FBS players entered the portal. Um, Right now we've seen some heavy hitters already declare for the portal or enter their names in the portal. Dane, Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders, um, mm. NC State quarterback Devin Leary, big name, uh, Clemson quarterback DJ Uyungale. I think I got that right. Uh put his name in the portal. People are saying that he could go out west, maybe UCLA, which kind of makes sense with um he, need, he needs a, a quarterback whisperer, man, because he he's got the tools. We've seen him play at a high level before, but I don't know. It is just a you know change of scenery helps people sometimes. Yeah, Spencer Rattler. Um, <laughs> true, true. He, yeah, uh, I, Hudson whew. Card. Um, yeah, I think this is you know the portal is here to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, we saw when Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma and went to USC. Uh, of course, he brought Caleb Williams with him, one of Heisman. Right. Um, brought uh, Jordan Addison, who won the Belitnikov the year before, over Stop to USC. Pick. 
uh, Mario Williams, just a bunch of talent went to USC uh, via the portal, right? And they were mm-hmm. a win away from going to the college football playoffs. So now with close. the portal, we see rosters literally change like that, um, which with recruiting, um, like you see a see a team go from a four win team to you know a, pinch, a potential playoff contender. Right. Um, is that something that I, when I first brought up the topic, you were all for? But is that something yeah, that yeah. you could have imagined before? No, I would have never imagined. There's a lot of things that I my creative <laughs> my creativity speaks to me. Um, this would this was not one of those things that I saw coming. Like in terms of the impact of the players getting more of a voice. Cause this is the voice, this opportunity for them to put their names back in the hat and say, Hey, I'm, I'm open. I'm available. I'm open for work. Like LinkedIn says, when you're ready to, to move on to another job, you can say, change your profile to open to work. Um, this gives them the opportunity to use the objects at their disposal, the tape they've put on display, the blood, sweat, and tears, and many, many, many other things that we don't know about they've sacrificed. This gives them that opportunity to move on, to have a fresh new start somewhere else. How many times, and again, we have to use these type of analogies and context because people find it in, in their hearts to say, well, they're quitters because, you know, back in my day, we sat on the bench and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Like, mm, that's you. How many times... Have anybody left one job because of XYZ, whether it's pay, whether it's be the opportunities to grow, whether it's coworkers, whether it's leadership? How many times have you left from point A and went to point B and you realize, you know, my life is a little bit better now because of it? This is the same thing. This is the same thing. This is the same exact thing. Maybe the original coach that recruited me, maybe they're not there anymore. Maybe the new coach has installed a new office that I'm not all comfortable with. Maybe I know that I had a bad year and maybe this, this is an opportunity for me to one, allow this team to move forward in another direction with another player more capable of leading this team than I am and gives me the opportunity to go somewhere across country to make more of myself, to challenge myself, to make something shake. We need to, with people, fans in particular, you weirdos out there need to extend some grace to these guys because these are, at the end of the day, these are kids. These are kids trying to make the best decision they can possibly make for themselves and for the generations to come after them. There's nothing wrong with the transfer portal. I'm fully in favor of it. I think it speaks more to the maturity of an adult to realize they have the expectation to be great, uh, the expectation to be available, and the expectation to contribute to the team, to, to a team. And you can't do that if you're sitting back behind on the depth chart um, for whatever reason. So I, I, I love it. I think it's going to help the NFL in terms of development. It's going to allow these guys to be more flexible. It's going to allow them the opportunity to count on themselves, to bet on themselves. And I love that. I love that. So young brothers out there, take advantage, do your thing. I'm rooting for you. Nobody else does. I will because I'm I'm fully, fully, fully embracing the idea of people, young people, taking the opportunity to bet on themselves and make something more. Uh, so, regardless I, of situation, situational circumstance, I'm, I'm with you, I'm, I'm with you on that. I understand that some I hear players a coming on. 
I feel, with, I feel it in the cadence of your voice. You like, I'm with you on that. I understand the players willing to gamble on themselves to either up their draft stock, uh, get playing time, whatever they feel they need to do because we mm. see player movement, we see coach, coach movement, and things of that nature. But I will say this. As of Monday, over 1,000 FBS players were in the NCAA transfer portal, Dame. Not everybody is going to get those spots, those scholarships. Okay. That's, right? That's a, that's a reality. You, that is definitely a reality. Right. So my question, or should I say my quote to that will be, be careful. The grass is not always greener on the other side. And I think a lot of players already know that, but it always goes back to the point of chasing what they feel they need to be successful in their life, things of that nature. But there are going to be players that don't make those spots, that don't get those D1 scholarships that have to drop down to D2 or D3. And if they understand that, then that's fine and that's okay. Um, but it, it's kind of it kind of goes back to like this is like, the recruiting kind of window, like when they were coming out of high school where everybody's not going to fit into those, um, you know, they only get a certain number of scholarships. So somebody's going to be left out in the cold. So it's just another battle and knowing that you may not win it. And so you got to be ready for that. Mm, I, I see what you mean. That's my point. I, I, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. There's always going to be a spot somewhere. And it's all about making the most of the opportunities that are provided for you. And some way, some some way, somehow, there are opportunities there for people who need or for people who want them bad enough. So, you know, the league will find the goal is and I'm sure the goal is for most of these guys to make it to the pros. The NFL will find you. Okay, the like, NFL will find you. Well, like Dion said, I ain't hard to find. You, you be seeing his social media posts, bro. Okay, I will say this back to Dion real quick, bro. He, how do you feel about his social media posts? Like when it's like him walking the field and just looking around, be like he talking to himself. Somebody obviously recorded him talking to yeah. himself, like. Oh, I'm coming. We coming. Like the one where have you seen it? The one where he walking in the middle of the field and he like looking yeah. left and right, like, oh, we coming. We coming. Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, I ain't hard to find. But that yeah. oh, we didn't even talk about it when he first came to Colorado and he had the meeting with the Colorado players. Yeah, I'm a dog. <laughs> that is intimidating. And you know what it reminded me of? When he was giving him the quote, you know, the spill, every time a coach talk will pull us, anybody to the side. If I'm talk, if I'm talking to you, it means I like you. If I'm not talking to you, that's when you should be worried. And he, his famous quote, he say this all the time. Love you, Coach Hawk. It's, what have you done for me lately? What have you <laughs> so, done for me lately? <laughs> all the time. So, yeah. shout out to Coach Hawk, because that's what that reminded me. Like, wait, am I getting stolen right now? If y'all don't know the quote, Dion said, look it up. But he basically said, hey, if y'all want to hop in. Now, he came into Colorado after the press conference, met with the players in the little auditorium. He was like, basically, he said, now, if y'all want to hop in the transfer portal, go ahead. Because I'm bringing my bags with me. Mm And it's Louis. Or he said luggage, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm bringing my luggage with me. And it's Louis. Bro, that's, that's, that's a bar. 
That is a bar. <laughs> Love or hate Dion, that's yeah. a bar. That's not like people can say what they want. Oh, that's, you know, insensitive. Bro, we're all adults here. We've heard some. I, I can't, I mean, I can't speak for everybody else's personal sporting experiences, but that's that's nothing. <laughs> that, that's nothing in terms of you know. Oh yeah, the, the, the talking heard, twos I, that you yeah, get. We, the, we the ain't even we ain't even make it to the bro. college level. If we heard yeah, some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Nothing, so. That ain't nothing, man. If that if that bothers you, if that bothers you as a onlooker or a fan, you got way more way more difficult conversations that you need to have or that you haven't experienced because that's that's light work. Um, but he did put it. He did put it put it out there. Challenge yourself. If you think that this is where you want to be at and this is you think there's a role for you here somewhere, you know, meet me in the weight room, six o'clock, whatever, whatever, like five o'clock, whatever. whatever. Like that's that's essentially he challenged them. So, you know, you'll see people come, you'll see people go. Yeah. Um, or you'll see people stay and you'll see people go. But that's you know <sighs> we'll see how it goes. Man. There. Yep. And now Nerdy news segment brought to you by Shout out to Keith Keith is the number one fan of the duo Sports and Stuff podcast Also he should get credit for being uh, the producer A lot of his music that you hear In between the segments um, As well as uh, The different Noises and sounds that you hear Come from our guy Keith Uh, He's great Uh, Very creative I've said plenty of times One of the most creative cool people you'll meet man most definitely has has uh, some content of his own music coming out. I'm going to put his link to his uh, his Spotify channel in the description. Uh, Dane, we are back with nerdy news segment. It's been five months. There's been a ton of stuff to go down, obviously, with content um, across DC and Marvel. But uh, news wise, DC um, probably the best move they made since I don't know how when in my in my opinion and um if you're a DC Marvel nerd you probably know this already um but back in October the end of October uh DC named James Gunn yes director of Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy for Marvel uh James Gunn has been named head of the Warner Brothers superhero division DC I think he's his title would be DC Studios president or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, along with uh Peter Safran. Um that that's good news that's for news. DC, Beautiful in my news. opinion, obviously. Yeah. Um, and there's already been a lot of changes going on in DC Dane. Uh one that m- the most recent is uh apparently um Excuse me, Wonder Woman 3 will not be happening. It got canceled as well as Aquaman 3. Wait, 2 or yeah, 2 came out. 3. three. Two, um, 2 2 or 3. A 3 2 oh. came out, right? Are we we're that out of tune with DC, yo. Uh, two. One was 2. Aquaman Lost Kingdoms, isn't that a thing? Am I <laughs> wrong? Aquaman Lost Kingdoms, isn't that a thing? <laughs> Are we dumb? <laughs> play the play the music.
coming out in 2023. I'm dumb. Is that the third or the second one? It's the second one, man. Oh, okay. It is the second one. I'm so stupid, y'all. You good, bro. Um, and good, Black Adam just came out. The Rocks movie. Uh, apparently, the sequel is unlikely to happen. Uh, basically, I think James Gunn is going to come in clean slate. Um, and if there's anybody else that can steer the ship of this crazy DC ride, I think it's James Gunn. We've seen okay. what he's done with not only the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise, which obviously right. is under the Marvel tier, but he made uh, Peacemaker um, for People DC. Love that. Yeah, and I watched it. It was great uh, content. He made um, the Suicide Squad for DC as well. Um, I think DC is in good hands, Dan. What you think with James Gunn? It's it's a step in the right direction because DC, for our, all purposes of this podcast, we've talked about it plenty of times. We've made no, we've held no punches about the content that's been put out um, under that umbrella. It's been made at best sometimes. But again, much like uh, the conversation we had about Dion in Colorado, it can only go up from here. <laughs> it can only go up. Um, I think it's a win. I think it's a win for not only fans, but also the teams that are involved with all the hard work that goes on behind the scenes with putting out a product product that you can be happy and satisfied with. Um, this is an opportunity for them. And I'm happy for it as a, as a comic book fan, moviegoer, this is good news. This is good news. This is a dub. Yeah. This is a dub. I, I, what did uh, Mark Ruffalo say? Uh, the whole. This is an absolute win. Yeah, in game. This is an absolute win. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think what oh, James yeah. Gunn is going to do with, with DC is. I won't say follow the Marvel template, so to speak, but I think he will take his time to kind of flesh out how (laughs) the plan for DC will be in the next 10 to 15 years. I think we'll see a Marvel like plan, not necessarily building um, in phases, so to speak, as MCU does, but starting fresh and building movies off one another supposedly be through uh, shows as well um, and animation. So I'm wondering if they're going to have them all cohesive. I'm not sure, but like you said, Dane, if it's uh, in the hands of anybody else besides James Gunn, I'd be worried, but he has proven through all his projects and content that he's a comic book geek and nerd and knows about the thing. And I think that's what DC was lacking. Someone who actually cares about, the content and understands and the, the content material. and the source material, <laughs> the source material and the characters, you know? <laughs> so um, that's good news for DC and uh, excited to see where he takes it. And um, I wouldn't necessarily say that it'll rival Marvel soon, but maybe down the line, man, maybe 10 years when people are tired of Marvel and uh, <laughs> Avengers 10 or whatever at, at that point, uh, maybe DC can finally be back um, in the helm of, you know, superhero movies. If people aren't fatigued by then. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause it's going to happen. Yeah. That, that old superhero, superhero fatigue. fatigue that, you know, continues to get put on now and now and again. Um, 
And Dane, as we close the pod, episode 91, we're, we had we gotta talk MCU, man. Um right. phase four just came to a close with the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which you told me you did not watch because who cares? Even though we just hyped up James Gunn, you didn't even watch the, amen, the holiday amen. special. Hey man, hey man, I watched it, okay. I don't think you watched right. it. But Never initially <laughs> initially Dane Dane and I, I had the notes. <laughs> You're right. Hey, I watched I watched <laughs> hey, let me tell the fans real quick. I watched the entire Harry Potter movie series. Uh I know it has nothing to do with DC animated, like Dane has continued to argue with me about for weeks and weeks, but I watched I'm Harry Potter. That you have some weight in the conversation. I have a little bit of weight. I watched something that I hadn't watched before. And now I watched it, and so I feel. How many times have we talked about Harry Potter uh, in I don't know what ninety episodes of this podcast? You know Not once. Not how once. Many, how many spells and potions have we mentioned? <laughs> how many times have we said Trificus Totalis? How many times have we said that? We we haven't. Said you know what? You know what? I gotta I gotta get this quote off because Karina oh, has it stuck in my head because you know I don't know if you remember Dana in the first one when they're playing uh, chess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> big chess pieces yeah. <laughs> when uh when uh ron is like not me not Hermione. <laughs> yeah you 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 karina quotes that like once a day and it's, it's funny as hell i got i got one for you we 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 i've always made this joke nisi's never got because she's never watched it before but we're in the middle of watching them right now um i was like potter because that's how Malfoy always says yeah. it. And I got Langston saying, so he'll walk around the house <laughs> saying it randomly. And I'm just like, ah, one of us. Harry Potter. That <laughs> dude weird, bro. Yeah. Um, obsession. The obsession with that dude. But <laughs> originally, Dane and I were going to rank our least to most favorite MCU projects. So that's shows <laughs> and movies. So, But that would have took like another hour. And yeah, Dane came... Four, of yeah, phase four, excuse me. And uh, Dane came up with this great idea to kind of cohesively uh, uh, put it together. Uh, yes. We're going to do our so top. It's a weird effect. <laughs> we're going to do our top five, five. MCU. <laughs> five. Now, one, two, three, four, five, five, five. <laughs> Favorite Children. MCU projects. There were 17 okay. total. We're just going to do our top five. I'm um, kind of interested to see your bottom. And maybe we'll do that next week. Let's do our our least favorite MCU Who's next week. Bottom, <laughs> you childish. All right, sorry, man. I'm gonna go number five. My fifth favorite. Okay. Uh, MCU project. Do you do? Okay. Do we want to go back five five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Five five four. Okay. What did you do for five? <laughs> People listen. Like, what are these dudes? doing man we got so many inside jokes that only dan and i know about man anyway all right number five bro just watched it uh i hate you man i missed this i missed this all right number five uh black panther wakanda forever um i think i talked to you about this Oh, Dane has a crazy look on his face. Go ahead, man. Oh. <laughs> okay, number five is Black Panther Wakanda. Remember, it's movies and shows. We're ranking them both. I know. Okay, okay. Number Go five, ahead. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. After we had both watched it, Dane, I texted you and I, I had said that 
I, I don't. There's nothing more they could have done. Like I'm saying this as a compliment, like with mm. everything that went on surrounding this movie, obviously with Chad passing away and what they had to do with the cast coming together, the three emotions, um, everything that they went through in this movie and it came out great. Like I had no, I mean, there were some qualms here and there about it, but mm. I always think about what the cast and everybody that came together to put this movie on with everything going on. And I think they did an incredible job. Um, cinematography was great on it. Like those underwater shots with, uh, Namor. Namor, thank you. Uh, we're incredible. And I just found out recently that cuckoo cotton. I think I found out recently that, uh, some of those underwater shots were real. Like he had to hold his breath like two minutes, three minutes, which is crazy. Um, Shuri. I have, I, I think we all kind of saw or predicted maybe Shuri becoming the black Panther, which I have no problems or issues with. Um, her hate women. No, (laughs) I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. I I was actually about to compliment her and say this is the best that I've seen her act in the MCU. uh, Absolutely. Throughout any of the projects she's been in so far. And I think that the emotional tone of the film kind of helped with that. Um, Because I think, obviously, some of the real life parts and feelings bled in through the movie. Like, these Mm -hmm. are... Obviously, MCU characters aren't real, but dealing with the death of Chadwick and coming on film, uh, a part of a franchise he was a part of, and him not being there, I think you obviously see some of that coming into uh, the film. But um, I have that as my number five film. Um, the action scenes were great, and um, yeah, that's where it's sitting with me. Okay. Um, okay. What's your number five, brother? My number five. <laughs> Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Coming in hot. Number five would have to be No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home. Coming in number five. Um, the opportunity to see Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield all on the, on the screen at the same time, getting an opportunity at redemption uh, for their roles of Spider-Man and bringing those characters to life the ability and the creativity required um, to masterfully weave all of those storylines together, uh, all those big personalities, all those amazing actors together, um, huge task. And it's one of the most watched films in this house. Uh, one <laughs> by Langston <laughs> is probably Love one of it. the most watched films in this house. Uh, so they have the opportunity unwillingly to watch this and notice so many different uh so many different times and so many different things take place. So that's my number five. That is my number five. And that was difficult. That was difficult. That was difficult. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Number four, Dane. Oh man. And I'm gonna have to explain this because I already <laughs> know you're gonna flip. Rip you up. Number four is WandaVision. And it's it's number four is WandaVision for me. Mm. And now remember, favorite. We're going to favorite. Not not the best. Not 
It's my favorite, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I want to say WandaVision was the first product that came out post-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Am I? Do you do you agree? Do you remember? I think that's. I think that might be because it was what, January, it, right? Of twenty twenty one. I think it was January. So correctly. I remember watching. I remember this being the first piece of MCU content that came out post pandemic, um, and I, I remember having the feeling of like finally getting to see what was next, a part of the story. Um, and I think that kind of brings it up as far as excitement for me and um, being able to enjoy something MCU wise that we haven't had in forever. Um, also, WandaVision was so different. Obviously, each episode was different. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know how this was playing into the overall story. And eventually we figured out um, the storyline and how Wanda was being affected. And I think it was a clever way to kind of show how Wanda was mentally not there. Um, and obviously we've seen the culmination of that with uh, Multiverse of Madness and how she was in that uh, movie. But I have WandaVision at four, bro, because I think at that time um, it was just a, a place for me personally where I needed the MCU content, but it wasn't um, I, it was just something different that MCU did. And I enjoyed the creative jump and the creative leap that they did with it, with the different uh, nods to different television shows and culture and things of that nature. And I think it played pretty well. Um, people kind of gripe on it, obviously, because of the short episodes, the the, en- the ending, obviously. But I think it was. A, yeah, I think it was a. Uh, a creative way to kind of introduce new characters, introduce um, kind of what was going on with Wanda at the time post end game. Um, so yeah, that, I, I'm going with one division at four and I hope I gave a good enough reason. That's why I, I put it at four. I'll allow it. Thank you, what sir. It's worth for me coming in. Number four. Uh, what if I put what if in there? One, the animation style was just beautiful, captivating the opportunities we had to, have an alternate for some of those stories that we cherish and love so much. And for the sake of curiosity, we weren't sure if these stories were going to be adapted in any way, shape or form just because they were all animated. But to this point, we can confirm so many of these stories or so many themes and so many storylines were we can say we're inspired by some of the things we saw in what if um, I think it is a special place in my heart because it's, it's a cartoon. Uh, one of the things that I can watch for my son. And one of the things that speaks volumes to the ability that these animators have. And it speaks to some of the magic still being captured by the actors, the voice actors, um, for the most part, so I think it's there. You you can do a lot more things when you you can do a lot more things. You don't have to worry about as much CGI with animation, uh, with cartoons, than you have to with live action. But I like I like the I like when it's set up, when it's set in place. Number four for myself. Right there. Uh, what if made my? Let me see. Five, six, seven, they made my top ten. They were eight for mm. me. If we had did the full list, mm. uh, but I, I like your reasoning. The 
the animation obviously goes back and it kind of remind me of the comic book kind of MCU stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, to see the different realities, it kind of introduced us to that as well. So that's a good selection, my guy. Um, number three, bro. I got Loki at number three. Um, I enjoyed that show so much. Um, and it's my top rated uh, show that MCU has put out. So uh, Loki is number three for me. And one, it was, no, I meant one as in not the ranking, but one and why I chose Loki at number three was because of my expectations for it. Like, out of when they released like the slate of MC movies and content, Loki was probably one I was least excited about. And I ended up enjoying it more than a lot of other uh, things that uh, content that MCU came out with. Um, the action was great. Loki himself, uh, Tom Hiddleston played that role. Incredible. Like how, like seeing his, I know it's a different Loki, but not caring about this character years ago and seeing that the way they used him in this uh, show was incredible. Um, I think him becoming kind of like a hero, anti-hero, whatever he was, is a great kind of twist to it. Um, like we mentioned with what if the different realities and Loki is going to have a season two as well, but um, I think it plays well. And then we got introduced to Jonathan majors and the different canes he's going to play. Right. And how he is going to eventually be 10 times bigger than Thanos was, but Loki, I think I got Loki at three because of it blew me away. Expectation wise, because I had the lowest expectations for the show and it surpassed all of that for me. Mm, okay. Okay. I'll allow it. For me, coming in number three, the one, the only Moon Knight. Um, for me, it is the idea of being introduced to something so mind bending. Uh, this is outside of the norm with Disney related entities and properties uh, where we're evaluating and understanding or we're st- we step into the lens of um, mental health and, and those type of things. So when we're we are educated about, you know, disassociative identity disorders and Stephen Grant's many, many. Um, many trials that he goes through um, from point A to point B, it's fascinating, um, but also it, it provides us the opportunity uh, to use our imagination because the assumption of course is not the story itself. You have, when you have uh, a character as complex as this with multiple perspectives, um, your imagination has to take you to places to understand their motives, their themes, uh, their development, all that type of stuff. So we didn't get the opportunity one time. We got this opportunity, essentially one could say three different times. Um, but I enjoyed this one so much. It was very difficult um, I think I'll have an honorable mention at the very end of this, but yeah, this was, this was, it was heat. It was heat. Yeah. I, I loved it. I loved it. And we had, we had Keith on episode 86 to talk about, um, Moon Knight as well, the season finale and talk about all the, the, men, the mental health aspect of it. So that was a yeah. really good episode. If you guys want to check that out, if you haven't already, <laughs> check it out. uh, 
great selection, my guy. Number two, I got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness at number surprise. two. Well, surprise, surprise, yeah. definitely surprise. At, at number two, cream. I watched it recently, maybe like two weeks ago on the plane to uh, Arizona when my wife and I just went. And um, surprisingly to me, this movie gets a bad rap from what I saw. <laughs> just because I think a lot of expectations of cameos and people that wanted to show up uh kind of didn't show up which you know expectation bring disappointment but the movie as a whole um i think benedict cumberbatch you know is dr strange right like he obviously takes over the movie um and i i enjoy the the adventure and road trip kind of as it is with america chavez and wong and um, seeing the Illuminati finally after his rumor for a while and read, uh, Reed Richards, our boy, um, what's his name? Dang. Um, from the office. Yeah. That was a Jim, right? Jim. What's his real name? Uh, Jack Ryan. <laughs> uh, John Krasinski. Golly. It's been a while for us. Y'all we <laughs> on the pod names, but, uh, yeah, I told you what his name was Jack Ryan, man. I ain't mean no Jack Ryan, bro. Uh, Jack Ryan, just bro. seeing the uh, the different. I always love to see new characters, but seeing an mm-hmm. alternate version of uh, Thanos that they defeated, and just seeing these different timeline and possibilities um, that happen in other worlds, so to speak, and to see what can happen or what will happen in the future in a potential Doctor Strange three um, with him having to prevent incursions which leads into secret wars and all these other things so that's uh it's gonna be cool to see in the future i got i got dr strange at number two dr strange two at two Hmm. number two black panther wakanda forever so this is number two for me um the movie itself was very beautiful um, depiction of celebrating um, a beautiful life, but also acknowledging um, the beginning, middle, and end of a particular character or a particular person that we hold dear to our heart in the Beasley household. Um, Chad, Chadwick, you know, he meant a lot to his family. He meant a lot to his fans. Um, so it goes without saying the way that they, the send off that they prepared for him in this movie was beautiful. Um, but they, Brian Coogler, like he he did his thing. The cast, they did their thing, like from top to bottom. Uh, it was such a beautiful thing. If I had to limit it to just one thing about this particular, why this is number two, this project is number two on my list of favorites. Um, I think it's, to me, it reminded me of the ways in which you can go through the grieving process for people that you've lost in your life. Um, plenty of people know this about me. I lost my mom. Uh, when I was in ninth grade, ninth grade. So dealing, I know how, what I went through in terms of what I used or what, what was necessary for me to cope and to deal with those different stages of, you know, up to acceptance of her not being here and to see that being portrayed in such a beautiful way by not by one character, but by two characters was awesome. Uh, we, we see the way that, Shuri, you know, she managed grief and the way that she dealt with not only the loss of her her brother, 
um, in this film, but also the loss of her mother. And we the same thing with, with Namor. We see the way that he dealt with the loss of his mother and the rationale or the justification he has uh, and the conflict that he has with the outside world and their the mistreatment of his people. So just to see the motives in which um, the motives in which these two very amazing and well thought out characters have and the grief that they deal with, I think is a beautiful thing to see. Um, but also just the movie itself. It was just, it was, it was dope. Uh, it was very dope. Um, very, 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 uh, special. It's going to have a very special place in my heart just because of the actor being iconic. Um, the late Chadwick Boseman. And then of course the beautiful, um, beautiful dedication uh, to him and his life work uh, as put on by his, you know, castmates and of course the director and writers. And so shout out to Marvel for that one. Cause that was, that was, it, it made you, it made you laugh. It made you cry. It made you happy. So it, it made you go through everything. So for me, that's my number two. So, Very well um, put, man. Very yeah, well said. Like I, I can't say anything to that. Like every, everything that I wanted to describe when I put it at five, you said it mm-hmm. in a more elegant way. And uh, <laughs> this guy, that's why you're my, why you're my guy, man. I got you. Uh, man. Appreciate you. Number number one, um, Spider Man No Way Home. Um, that is my number one. <laughs> like it was, it was splash, bro. Uh, that's crack. Tom Holland. Andrew Garfield it's like having all three of those guys on screen what else needs to be said like it's it's like what what else bro nothing man like that's Toby Tom and Andrew Garfield like you you can't beat it obviously and and um the moments in the theater Seeing um, Toby Maguire come through the portal, I think oh, Garfield man. Garfield came through first. Yeah, uh, but seeing Tom Holland, or excuse me, uh, Toby Maguire come through the portal, theater erupts, obviously. But um, I guess just like them actually doing it because it was rumored for a while, obviously. But to see it on screen was just another thing, and then the action um, plot was dope. Um, seeing Jamie Foxx and all those other villains that come through again was was pretty cool. And with always with the MCU, they're really good at tying it together uh, with the bow and leading into the future. So obviously with the Spider-Man franchise and knowing now that the arc that um, Tom Holland Spider-Man had went through through the previous two movies and him going through all those things of you know, wanting to become a hero, learning how to become a hero, losing the ones close to him. And now at the end, he's literally on his own. And so I'm excited to see what they do with this next trilogy uh, in the Spider-Man series. But by far from, I think I put this one because the hype for it was up here and the hype was met with the, or the expectations. And, you know, it, it was met, you know what I'm saying? At the top for me, um, it was like comic book on screen, literally. So that's why it's my number one. Solid. Well put. I think Langston has shares the same enthusiasm that you have for Spider-Man. Let's go Langston. Which one? Um, yeah, that was solid. That was very well put. Thank yeah, you, brother. Let I understand you more. Um, I'll share my thoughts afterwards uh, after I get to my number one. My number one, 
probably already know this just because of how highly I spoke about it before. But Loki, Loki, Loki set all this in motion. Phase four came to a beautiful conclusion because of Loki, the way that everything was set up. You always that, come back to Loki too when we talk you, about uh, projects. You be like, hey, remember it, back in Loki, right? <laughs> yeah, like it's literally, look, literally every. If we had enough time, literally everything that you said about your top five, I could tie it all back to Loki. It, yeah, but I, I love it. Kind of time, I ain't got that kind of time uh, on but the next episode. Yeah, on the next episode. On the next episode of Power. So the beautiful thing about that is Tom Hiddleston, like he he did the dang thing. Um, he carried. I mean, much like. Most of the movies he's been in, in terms of well, let's specifically the Avengers. Like he stole that show. Like his portrayal of Loki, the God of Mischief. Like that's he he did the dang thing. Um, but this show itself, it it showed a human side of him that we're not used to seeing. Right. So I am very excited what's in store for season two. And of course, like I said before, and I'll say it again, it sets so many things in motion, and we get to see Kang. We get to see him. In his full glory. And he's going to make Thanos look like a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> like we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to see where you, y'all going to, y'all going to learn some things about this dude. <laughs> starting in, starting in February yeah. with Ant-Man. Uh, yeah. Scott Lang. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my top five. I was curious. One of the things I was uh, curious about, I was like, wait a minute. Doctor Strange wasn't number one for Deontay. I was very shocked. Ah. You, you went to see, I think, twice within, what, 48 hours or 72 hours, something like that? I think it might have been 48 hours. Yeah. Maybe 72 hours. Yeah, I went I to see it, it on twice. a Thursday, and then you went back to see it on a Saturday, I think. Can't remember. Um, I just kept I think, going back, like, just, I think that's why I think I kind of mentioned it. Spider-Man just took that because it was so hyped up, bro. And yeah, I think man. it was one of the rare movies, well, Endgame did it, like where the expectations met the reality of actually seeing it and how great it was on screen and things of that nature. But yeah, the uh, Dr. Strange was right there, but the honorable mentions day, I'll mention my two that just missed the cut really quick. Um, Falcon and the winter soldier and Shang-Chi were my six and seven. Um, Just missed the cut. And a lot of people didn't like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I I I enjoyed it uh, just to get back to the, like the the grounded kind of realness of <laughs> it. Want that brother to get that shield? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very like real, like real, yeah. you know, real life stuff. And I think that's Ain't why got no love for Papa Doc, man. Shame on them. Um, my honorable mentions. Uh, one very surprising. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did. Uh, was uh, She-Hulk, Attorney of Law. Like, that was a very, very unique way of telling the story from not only a woman's perspective and a woman's point of view, but it called out some very, it called out some very uncomfortable themes and tendencies that we see in this nerd community, our comic book community, uh, with a lot of the, I mean, there's a lot of isms in there, but mainly just the way a lot of these, a lot of these dudes treat women in the way that they, uh, try to treat him as objects, and she she let us know from the jump she wasn't. This ain't that. This ain't what you want, right? But I think it was very masterful the way that they depicted her, um, and her story, and it wasn't too it wasn't too afraid to make fun of itself. 
or not too afraid to be too or not not too afraid to be funny about it. So that's one of my honorable missions. My other honorable mission would be, of course, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It just it was masterful from point A to point B. Some very difficult themes um, for people to accept and want to talk about, um, but also it was very necessary. Um, specifically, um, was Isaiah Bradley, right? Like his story, the way that they concluded that particular storyline from the start to the finish, like it was beautiful. The way they honored, the way that Sam was able to honor him, and you know, just uh, his legacy, his untold legacy was was beautiful. So, yeah, that's that's. I that's think my, our, those are my two honorable missions. I think our lists were pretty similar, man. That's, Very similar. That's oh, yeah, sound like mothers. Oh, that, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna we're gonna create a graphic and put it on social media no, later. later. <laughs> and then see, see see what everybody else thinks. And uh, yeah, if you're listening to this talking. episode, hit us up and let us know what what your top five were, and if you agree to disagree with what Dane and I have, but um, man, that is it, Dane. Episode 91 of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. Uh, if you don't already, you can follow me at DF's Right Steps Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can follow the podcast at Duo SNS Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, yeah, and TikTok and Facebook. Of course. Dane, of where course. can they follow you, bro? They can find me at Dane BTX. I'm on the Twitter for now. I'm on the Instagram. Um, that's it. That and what what, what do the YouTube people say, bro? Man, hit that follow, like, and subscribe, man, to get all the exclusive content, man. Get all the access, man. And that's a two-hour-long video, and they spend 90% of the video talking about a bunch of BS and only 10% content. So we're not going to do that here. We're going to give you 99.9999997% of content and you're going to get a really small percentage of fluff. <laughs> um, of fluff. Most of that fluff is just Bronco-related stuff, so you don't have to worry about that. You know, let's not talk about them anymore. Uh, appreciate everyone that uh, has held us down for these five months yeah. while we've been handling life things, and we are I back. Mean. Appreciate it so much. Uh, Deontay and Dane, the duo, we are out. <laughs>